Raven. Welcome to Autism Live and to Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. We're already off to an incredible start. I don't know if you guys could hear all that, uh, but I don't, I don't know what was I think my computer was picking up my husband in the kitchen uh, doing dishes, but I don't know how it did that. And then it was playing it on a loop of, of me saying, I hear someone washing the dishes, Draven, and then you going, hmm, and it just kept playing it on a loop. It was crazy. But I anyway, I, you know, here, what, Shannon, these are very strange times, aren't they? They are very strange times. And I think it's more important now than ever that we show our sense of humor and put it on display every moment that we possibly can. Because otherwise, really, what, what do you have going on? So I'm Shannon Penrod, and I'm coming to you from a room in my home and Nancy. Hi, I'm Nancy Allspot Jackson, and I'm coming to you from my bedroom. There we go. And uh, Traven is producing the show and he's doing that from his home, which is quite far from both of us. So technology, isn't it amazing? Now we've got a big show for you today. And we've I got hear a lot my of, son, uh, by the way, I hear my son having a tantrum outside. Oh, well, there we go. It's We're keeping it real, but he's yeah. with a therapist or he's with somebody. He's with a caregiver. And okay. something's going on. I don't know. He's out there screaming. So, well, if if at any point you feel that you need to step away, you let us know because okay, these are the I'll things you know. in life. Okay, but um, we've got a great guest for you today. We're going to be talking with Danny Bowman in just a little while, and I I just love Danny. She's been uh, being on our show since she was like 16 years old. So it's thrilling to see the amazing professional young woman that she's become. She has her own animation studio called Danimation. She teaches kids on the spectrum how to do animation. And um, she's going to be with us in just a little while to talk about some of the things that she's doing to help our kiddos um, during this emergency. And we've got some in the news, but right before we came on, I was having a very hectic couple of minutes because my husband was getting ready to go pick up a grocery order. And so um, Nancy and I were just kind of comparing notes about how we're doing things. And, and I was saying to my husband, okay, make sure you put on your mask, make sure you have your gloves. Uh, he's doing a grocery pickup that we ordered uh, a week and a half ago and he has to drive up. He doesn't get out of the car. He just pops the back and they put the groceries in and I'm still going to come back and full silk. When he comes back, I'm going to full 
Silkwood Hymn and all of the groceries that you guys have seen that doctor online that shows you how to wipe them all down with disinfectant before they come in the house. I have a disinfectant station set up out in the front yard to like, you know, wash all those down. And Nancy was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I told you I'm not doing any of this. I'm really, I mean, I don't wear a mask. I don't wear gloves when I go out. Um, we don't. And like you're going out. We're not, we're not like, we're not going to Trader Joe's we order groceries and have them delivered or we order them for pickup and do the pickup, but you're going and shopping. Yes. I'm going to stores. Um, I'm going out, I'm taking walks and going out in the neighborhood and uh, going to stores to pick up groceries, go, running errands, even going and doing like not even nece necessary stuff, just going out to get out and not yeah. wearing, like I said, I'm not, I, I know this epidemic is real. This pandemic is real. I'm not doubting that COVID-19 exists. I don't, you know, I'm not buying into conspiracy theories that it's a big hoax. I mean, I'm certainly not there, but I feel like buying into the fear keeps us, makes us more susceptible. I'm a big believer in what you put out there, you get. So I'm not buying into a lot of the fear-based stuff. Um, See, and, and, you know, and I think we're wired differently, but I was prepared to wear a mask. We've been home in self-quarantine for three weeks now, for three entire weeks where we have not gone out except for my husband's gone out. This, this will be the second grocery pickup. And, um, and the truth is I wanted to go in self-quarantine a week before. I wanted to start wearing a mask a week before. Um, but social you know, things, uh, pressures were like, well, you know, what are you, what are you freaking out about? I just want to take precautions. That's, that's where I'm coming. I feel better. It's funny. We had Dr. Temple Grandin on yesterday and a lot of people were asking her, you know, what can we tell our kiddos that are on the spectrum about COVID who are having a lot of anxiety? I'm somebody who has anxiety, a panic disorder and OCD. And I, and I loved what she was saying. It's like, you have to find your way to take control of what you can take control over. I can't control everybody else, but I can control whether I'm wearing a mask. And I feel better um, if I have to interact with, with people or if my husband has to, because he comes in the house, if he has a mask, I feel better and more in control when I'm wiping down the groceries. Um, but that's me. That is me. And for you, you, it sounds like you're not needing that, Nancy. No, I'm not needing that at all. Um, I'm just, and maybe I'm being foolish. I mean, I'll admit that maybe I'm me not taking any precautions at all is being foolish, but we have friends staying with us and we've got people coming in and out of the house. We've got therapists coming in and out of the house. Yeah. Um, we've had visitors. I've gone over to other people's homes and not taking any precautions, like, as I said, no mask, no gloves. Um, I just feel like my chances of getting this virus are slim. And then I feel like if I do get it, um, it's not going to be bad. It, the symptoms would be nothing more than a cough and, a, you know, um, and, and believe, you know, I mean, I think everybody, uh, one of our viewers has written in and Johanny has says, I've gotten my groceries and only wear gloves for the cart and the freezer doors. Um, I think everybody's level of what they need to do to feel like they have a, a, a modicum of control is different. 
Um, and I would never say to you, I think you're doing it wrong, Nancy, because I, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Um, but I definitely feel like there've been a lot of friends that I've had that have said that they think that I'm, I'm going over the top and, and I, I have no apologies for them. It makes me feel better. I, I feel more in need, control. I think that there is a need to be in control of what you can be in control of. And I'm seeing that a lot with Wyatt, my son, yeah. um, in some of his behaviors, he <clears throat> is very panicked about not having his activities and not having school. We're seeing an increase in tantrums. As I said, he was just having a tantrum. It sounds like things are starting to quiet down out there and he's drawing and starting to calm down. But we've had a real spike in tantrums and even aggressive behavior with him scratching and doing things like that. So I, I think that's the reality for a lot of people. I, yeah. I do. And in fact, some of our news stories are about that. But I want to say... Uh, good morning to Christina, who's written into us, and she said, "Morning, Shannon, Nancy, and Traven. We appreciate you saying good morning to us, and and especially including Traven, because you know I, Traven doesn't get enough love for what Traven does. <laughs> Traven has worked minor miracles in keeping us on the air. So, um, but I do think, I, you know, I just thought it was interesting to hear. You know, we live in the same city. We live in vastly different neighborhoods. Yes." Um, you know, and, and so, and I live quite close to a hospital um, and I live quite close to uh, a very heavy, densely populated area that is unfortunately has a lot of homeless population. Um, and, and so, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, but in, it doesn't matter on the inside, we all have different things. And for me, I definitely need a little bit more control because I, start to freak out. Um, but should we jump to news? Yes. And, and we, I don't know, I would love to hear from you guys about, like, I loved hearing from Johanny that she's, she says she's going to get the groceries, but she's wearing the gloves for the cart. What, what are all of you guys doing? What's your level of comfort? And let's, let's go from there. Cause I think it's all what, you know, people need to do what they need to do. So um, there were two different stories that I kind of wanted to compare notes. One was in spectrum news and the other one uh, was an article in Changing America, um, both uh, seemingly about the same sort of things. The one in Spectrum News, it's, uh, the title of it is Flattening the Curve May Pose Tough Challenges for Autistic People. And the other one, the title is For Those with Autism and Invisible Disabilities, the Social Isolation of the Coronavirus Pandemic is Nothing New. So they ended, I thought they were going to be very similar, but they ended up being um, kind of dissimilar. Um, but Nancy, this flattening the curve thing, this kind of goes in hand in hand with what we were just talking about. This is kind of tough. And, and I know um, Jem and Wyatt are vastly different too, but you were already saying some of the problems that, some of the difficulties uh, with was having Wyatt lose some of his access to the things that were helping him, right? Right, right. Um, this has been just an enormously challenging time here uh, for him. And one of the things in the article about flattening the curve um, that a, an expert said is the pandemic isn't a gradual change that they could have been prepared for. Yeah. And I think that's the key thing. This is an abrupt change. Yeah. And for kids that really like routine, like my son, um, it's enormously distressing. And I think they feel completely out of control. Yeah. 
Uh, it goes on to talk about the fact that there can be negative consequences if they don't have access to the things that were supporting them and that a lot of ABA providers are trying to meet their clients wherever they can. And I mean, literally and figuratively that in the article, they talk about one clinician who went and met their client in a parking lot to be able to provide some support um, uh, instead of coming to the, uh, being in the clinic, they met in the parking lot um, because the client refused to enter the building for fear of contracting the virus. And now a lot of ABA providers have closed their centers. That's something certainly that the Center for Autism and Related Disorders has done. Um, some are still sending therapists to the home when the parent wants that, like in your case, Nancy, right. and, when, and when the team still feels comfortable doing it. Sometimes that is something that cannot be done. Um, in fact, a lot of the times that's something that cannot be done and more and more people are doing that telehealth. Now, Nancy, last week on the air, we talked about the telehealth and you said you've been having it all in person, face-to-face, -face, but we gave you a homework assignment. I don't know if you were able to schedule it because it's you know mayhem, but did you try any telehealth this week to come back and report to us? Yes, uh, we have a monthly clinic for Wyatt with his supervisor and we did that yesterday um, through online. So it worked. And how well. was that? It worked pretty well. I mean, it was basically his supervisor giving us pointers on what to do during this time, because as I said, we've seen a real spike in uh, challenging yeah. behaviors and working with her on those things. So um, yeah. we, we had an hour and a half meeting. So it was the full meeting and it, it worked really well. Wonderful. Well, and, and I, since then we've had uh, a bunch of people write in and actually ended up, we were talking about it yesterday with Temple Grand and a bunch of people have written in and said, you know, I didn't think this was going to work. I, I wasn't sure that I could do it. I didn't think that my kid could do it. And that actually they're, they're kind of jamming on it. And that kids are, that there were several parents who wrote in and said, I've seen marked improvements in my kids and their anxiety since we've been doing the telehealth. So just putting that out to all of you. Also want to say that uh, Lauren is saying morning, y'all. Uh, morning to you as well. And Christina says, we go out, no fear, just two precautions as we did always, wipe the cart and we stay home, but still visiting family. And she says, I even know people that have had it. They live in another state, not in my state, but we chat. And I, you know, know some people at this point who have it. You do. Um, you actually I do. know people that have it? Yes. And we've had, you know, I, I, I don't want to tell other people's stories, but we have people, uh, I'm at friends now that have it. And uh, we have people that have been guests on the show um, that have it and are on our writing on their po posts about it. And we're, you know, hoping, you know, at least one person that we've had on the show has been in and out of the hospital and is really? hopefully better. Yes. Yes. I, know, I don't know a single person personally that's had it. I'm just hearing about oh. secondhand stories, mostly on Facebook, of people who've had loved ones that have it. Yeah, no. Uh, yes. I, I, like I said, I don't want to tell other people's stories here, but uh, I'll tell you afterwards, Nancy. You do know some people who have it. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, not anybody, uh, you know, related to our show or card, but, you know, otherwise. Um, and, it, you know, and fortunately, um, the people that I know, even with the person who's been in and out of the hospital, 
they're for the moment, you know, knock on 68 kinds of wood and uh, pray to everything that's holy above, they're, they're doing okay. But there seems to be several different scenarios with right. this particular disease that some people, you know, it's, it's just a little bit more than the flu and other people, um, you know, obviously there's, there's more than a thousand people a day dying. Right. Um, so uh, in any case, uh, is, this is rough, right? But, um, but we're, we're, we're getting through it as best as we can. Uh, okay, and, and as we individually need to, because I think it's very different state to state. I have friends in different states. And, um, you know, I was talking to a, a friend in Atlanta last week, and, and I said, how are things there? And she was like, oh, it's, it's like everybody's going, you people in New York and LA are crazy, um, you know, um, and now they're having a problem there. So, yeah, I'm you know. talking to my, you know, I'm from North Carolina and Virginia, and I'm talking to people in Virginia, and they seem to be taking as many precautions as we are. Yeah, um, uh, it's very interesting. Now, yesterday was World Autism Awareness Day, a day that is set aside by the UN as a day to, um, it's a call to nations to, to take action, really. And normally there is a, um, a statement uh, from the UN, and I normally read it on World Autism Awareness Day, but we had Dr. Uh, um, Temple Grandin with us yesterday, so I didn't take the time to do it. But I really want to encourage everybody who's watching, and I, I'm not really going to take the time to read the whole thing right now either, because we've got a great guest, Danny Bowman. But I really want to encourage you to go to the UN, and or you can just type in World Autism Awareness 2020 UN. There are a couple of autism charities that um, have a lot of stuff that is, that's out there that makes it look like it's theirs. Um, and everybody owns a piece of this, right? But don't, uh, don't forget, even as you look at other people's things, go and see what the UN said, because every year they have a specific thing that they want um, people to take action on and be more aware of. And this year, what, I don't know what the plan was for what the theme was going to be, but it is um, ensuring that individuals on the autism spectrum are able to get access to the things that they need and help them, including health services during this COVID emergency and as a result of the COVID emergency. They, they actually talk about the fact that there is the potential for individuals uh, with different abilities to lose services that were in place before this um, as a result of this and encouraging that that not happen. Um, and they specifically go on to talk about education and the fact that many people are learning online and that that has the potential to leave some of our folks out. They go on to talk about healthcare. And if you stop and think about it, in this emergency, how vital and important it is that folks on the spectrum get access to good health care and have the ability to I'm taking a break for a second. I okay. need to take this call from my son's school. Hello? Okay. But you need to turn your camera off, Nancy. There we go. She, she... <laughs> no, you gotta mute yourself. There we go. Uh, wonderful. So in any case, um, you know, want to encourage people to read this. I think it's an inspirational call to action. And I think um 
I think it's a good read. Um, and it says we all have a role to play in ensuring that the needs of people who are disproportionately impacted by COVID-19 are met during this difficult period. Information about precautionary measures must be provided in accessible formats. I, you know, it's so interesting to me that whenever there is an emergency, it we really show our ableist stripes, y'all. Um, we do, we do, and I include myself in that, right? Um, somebody was saying that it's it's like in the emergency when we can talk about all kinds of things and we can put all kinds of ramps in, but if there is a fire in the building, people start moving to the exits and it is the rare individual that stops, turns around and says, we need to get the people who are having a hard time walking or have a wheelchair or don't understand what that signal means uh, we need to get those people to an exit and they're going to need support to do that. And, and let's face it, you know, um, this is an emergency. And for those of us who are aware of that, it is incumbent upon us to remind others that we cannot be ableist in how we go about um, dealing with COVID-19. All right. So uh, Nancy's on her phone call because that's how life is. And you got to take phone calls about school, right? Right. Um, I'm, I'm done. You're done. Wonderful. So I, I think it's time that we welcome Danny Bowman to come and be with us and have a nice chat with, with Danny. Yes. Hi. I agree. Danny, Hello, are you Hello, Nancy. Hello. Hello Danny. Danny, can you turn on your camera for us? Okay, sure. Here there I you am. Are. Look Here's at how beautiful, beautiful you look. I know you, you look gorgeous. You do. You've got wonderful color in your hair right now. Ooh, I, just, I decided to go for something different. And you could say this, that this is the, um, the coronavirus era look. All okay, right. I love right. It. It's absolutely fabulous. So, Danny, for people who've never watched the show and seen you on the show before, tell them a little bit about you and what you do. So for me, I am the founder and chief creative officer of Denimation Entertainment, an animation company that I started when I was 14 years old. And I'm also happened to be on the autism spectrum. And I am, I am an MB, I am a BFA. Uh, I am an alumni from Woodbury University in 2018 with an undergrad with, with a BFA in animation. And now I am finished. I am right now in my last semester going for my master's in fine, going for my master's in global strategy and leadership. Wonderful. Well, that's impressive, Danny. Yes, you have such an impressive resume. Thank you. MBA in global strategy and leadership. And I will soon, and sooner or later, I'm also going to strive for my PhD. You are, congratulations, that's great news. That's amazing and so talented. And I know that you have been very proactive in this COVID emergency. Um, I just, I've been so impressed, Danny, with the things that, you, that you've been doing. Talk a little bit about, and I hope you saw that yesterday when we were talking to Temple Grandin at the very end, I was talking about the fact that you were gonna be on today and reminding her that she had met you before and she was like, oh my gosh, yes. And, and yeah. saying how awesome you are, and you'll have to watch it because she was thrilled with the stuff that you're doing. But um, talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you've been doing during doing this emergency. And I'm going to turn my camera off so that we can just I look at, at, at you. Here. My office, where I 
um, your bike. Danny, oh, can dear. you turn your camera back on? Um, oh dear, you're like a little muffled. Can, oh, I, there you I'm are. turning it back on. Now it's on. Now, now we see you. Awesome. Okay. So anyways, what you could see, this is my home office where I usually work. Nothing has changed except that my university classes are now online and I am now teaching my animation classes online as well. So therefore I am also doing free online animation classes every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Pacific time via Skype. So actually for me, I have become way busier than usual. The reason I do online classes is because I want to reach out to my autism community and help them from isolation. Absolutely. Now, I understand that in, me, in the beginning, you held a free class, correct? That is correct. And what, if anybody's interested. You froze a little bit when you were saying that because Skype is, or not Skype, Zoom right yeah. now, it's being a little bit fussy. So, so you did the free class. Are you continuing to do something like that? I'm going to be continuing to do something like that. Plus every Wednesday, plus we're also going to be providing paid online classes for groups and for one-on-ones. Okay. Online. So for people who are interested in, in having their kiddo do an online class with you, Danny, where would they need to go? So all they have to go to is to go to Danny Academy. They would have to go to is called denimationentertainment.com slash digital learning so that and they and they have to click on the free class and follow the directions. As okay. indicated, yes. And as indicated in the website, they just have to start their Skype account. They have to start their Skype account if they don't have one. And then step two is that they're going to fill out a registration form in the website. And step three, they're going to download the free 21 day trial of Toon Boom Harmony Essentials so they can get everything prepared for the, for the Skype meeting at 10 a.m. PST. And what kind of technology will they need to have when they're in the class? Do they need to have an iPad or a computer or does it they, matter? All they have to do is that they would need a computer and, and also like a tablet plus two, no, 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 no. I mean, just a computer and good stable internet. Okay. Just a computer and good stable internet. Okay. Isn't that what we all need right now? Yes. Uh, good stable <laughs> internet. Uh, Nancy, you have a question for her? Um, Danny, you, have, in addition to doing animation, have written books. Can you tell us a little bit about that? The books that I have um, illustrated, I have books, I have illustrated and published six books. And the two books, the first two books were Danny and Goliath and Richie and Goliath. Yeah, and I have to tell you, those those were my son's favorite books at one time. Um, these were published. The first one, Danny and Goliath, was pub, was first published in 2010, and Reaching Goliath was published the next year, which is in 2011. These were my first two books, and these books were created by John Benjamin Martin, Joe Travolta, and Richard Wilch. They've done all the writing and. And I'm not so sure if they'll sell more of the Danny and Goliath and Rich and Goliath books. Plus, I also did some illustrations for Gretchen Larry's Really, Really Like Me and did the illustrations for a chapter book by Elizabeth Kai McCall called Rajalika Speak. Then I also did my very own comic, which is based on 
which is based on the um which is based on the Christmas Carol, which is like a little comic and the other book. And, and then what? you have, uh, what's the, and what's the newer one though? Uh, I'm, they're asking me to start my video. The newest, one that the... I have, the newest one that I have is the book adaptation of my sixth animated short known as Somebody okay. Needs You. Wonderful. But you also have been a part of the, I'm going to get it wrong, the Kookabook. That is correct. I remember that we've discussed about it in the last um, Autism Live. And we yeah. had Kevin Howard and Dr. Sylvia Deal on the um, on our Autism Live last time. Yes. Uh, and so there's a wonderful interview, you guys, with those wonderful experts and Danny talking about, am, am I saying it right, Kookabook? That's correct. Kookabook. Kookabook. Okay, which is super, super duper cute. So you're a busy young woman. And, you know, I was saying, I think the first time we had you on the show, Danny, was when you were like 16. So it's amazing to have watched you grow up to now be somebody that's about to have your master's degree and then is going to go for a PhD. It's just absolutely uh, amazing. But um, look at you. You're like, while she's being interviewed, I, I saw you just say hello to somebody on the chat. I'm not even capable of that, Danny. Uh, so you're also a social marketing wizard. I, I see that you post and you interact and, and we could all take a lesson from Danny because I think you share really well. What was it that you were sharing yesterday during World Autism Awareness Day? So what, what I was sharing during World Autism Awareness Day is the, is the video that I made that talks about how to survive from the COVID-19 pandemic. And... How can we remain positive? How, how people on the autism spectrum like me can remain positive and do something and do something. So my purpose for my peers, my autism community is to find what's your purpose in life. What can, what can you do to make, what's your purpose? What makes your life fulfilled? That's the, that's the goal. It doesn't really- now, I know we have a clip to show Danny. What is the clip that we're gonna show? The clip that you're going to be showing is me talking about the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. How, how is it affecting me? How our lives are being turned upside down when this COVID-19 pandemic was announced? Okay. Let's take a look at that, Traven. Go ahead and show it. It's coming. I know it is. <laughs> Tell me if we have an issue, Traven. He's working on it. There it is. Hi, I'm Dini Bauman. I was diagnosed with autism at three years old. I did not speak until age five, and the professionals told my parents my future was grim. Now I am 25 years old. I received my Bachelor's of Fine Arts in Animation in 2018. I have always loved animation, and my family used my love of animation to reach me and help me focus on my life and career. This May, I will receive my master's in business administration with a focus on global strategy and leadership because I want to learn how to manage and lead my company that I started 11 years ago with the help of my family. I am the founder and chief creative officer of Deanimation Entertainment, 
which focuses on entertaining and educating the world with content created by people with autism. I am also the proud U.S. Overseas Ambassador for Anna Kennedy Online. Every April 2nd for Autism Awareness Day, I talk about how we on the autism spectrum can learn to be the best we can. However, because of what's going on in the world today with the coronavirus COVID-19, this time I thought I would address my peers on how am I dealing with this pandemic, how it is affecting me and my research about it. Because personally, when I don't understand something is when I am most afraid of it. But if I do my research and get to know everything about it, then it doesn't seem so scary anymore. For me personally, it's been strange that all of my social norms have been turned upside down because of this pandemic. It is a major adjustment for all of us, all of our lives as people with autism. We have been told to make friends, to be social, be friendly, shake hands, look people in the eye and so many things. But now suddenly we have to do the opposite. Now we are not supposed to be social in person and if we see someone, we have to stay at least six feet away from each other and isolate ourselves whenever we can. Although this is temporary, it is really strange for all of us with autism to try and readjust. But we can do this! Also, all of my events are postponed or canceled. Heaven knows for how long. And I am really concerned about my family, especially my grandmother but I am doing my best to stay virus-free for them. So many things have changed for me. Like I am now taking my final MBA semester of university classes online, and I had to quickly learn how to teach free online introduction to animation classes every Wednesday to youth on the autism spectrum, mainly to stay connected and try and help my peers from being isolated. I also stay healthy by exercising as much as I can by taking walks, doing some online aerobics, eating healthy, and staying in touch with my friends because remember, we are very lucky that we are able to use technology to see our family and friends via the internet. According to my research on COVID-19, I found out that we have always had viruses from the beginning of time. A long time ago, before they were called viruses, they were called different names, like plagues, diseases, and so on and so forth. But in the late 1800s, a Dutch scientist discovered a contagious infection through his experiments with plants and called it a virus, which means poison in Latin. I discovered every living thing can get a virus, Mushrooms get viruses, trees get viruses, jellyfishes get viruses, even viruses get viruses, and so do we. And we have been getting viruses since the very beginning of time, and we have been fighting them and winning. We do learn to defeat them eventually. Reason this virus seems so scary is because it's new to us and scientists haven't figured out a way to defeat it, but they are working on it and they will figure out a way just like they always have. Remember, viruses don't have legs or wings to get us. 
we just have to stay away from them until scientists find the cure. And the best way right now is to stay home. But if you have to leave your house, don't touch your face, wear gloves, wear protection masks if you can, which stops you from touching your face, and put on hand sanitizer or wash your hands immediately when you get home, just in case if you happen to pick up a virus on the way. So how can you get a virus? There's many ways when you leave home, by touching a doorknob or other services that an infected person touched before you, or walking by someone that may sneeze or cough, and you're not six feet away from them. So it's best to stay home. We should not rush to get back to our routine. We have to be brave and strong. I wish this could be quick, but it may not be. There's a lot of infected people with COVID-19 right now, and even more will get sick if we don't obey the rules by not staying home. We are in the war right now with this virus, and we are soldiers against this virus. Whether you are neurotypical, autistic, young or old, we have a responsibility to stay strong and follow the rules. But remember, this will be over soon. My advice to my peers, I know that some of us don't like change, but try to find ways to stay busy while staying home and help out as much as you can. Get creative at home because I know we all have creative minds. We can do this. If I can do it, so can you. Wow. What a what a great video, Danny. That was a phenomenal. That was wonderful. I think that did a really good job of explaining. Well, first of all, it gave a great background. You gave a great background on yourself and what you're up to, but it also did a phenomenal job of explaining this virus and things that we all need to do to get through this crisis. Yeah, really, really well, incredible. So anyway, I was, can I, I just would like to elaborate a little bit more about the COVID-19. Yes. Yeah. Like, like some of you are like watching, I witnessed people who are showing symptoms. Luckily so far, there's only been mild symptoms Nevertheless, I have to admit that I freaked out when I first heard about the COVID-19 pandemic because I knew how contagious this disease really is, but freaking out is not going to help anybody, especially me. Reacting with panic and fear are caused by the lack of knowledge, understanding, and, and the lack of preparation. So we need to get some knowledge and prepare properly. There's a great chance that many of us will have mild symptoms like a cold or flu that is treatable at home and that's potential to remember. For instance, if I have a cold, then I should not panic. So there's no reason to react. The common question is, will or can I get test tested if I show symptoms? The reality is that there's not enough tests because when you have symptoms, does, because you have symptoms does not mean you have to get tested, even if you're gonna be hospitalized. Doctors are only reserving testing and hospitalization for the most severe cases. You correct? Yes, Danny, you're like um, this incredible ambassador um, for the autism community, conveying this information in a way that everybody can understand. And, and 
overwhelmingly on Facebook and on YouTube, uh, people are thanking you. Rachel says, such an inspiration. Michelle says, awesome. Congrats, Danny. Uh, Christina says, thank God we live in the age of internet. Thank you, Danny. Uh, because to hear this from you, you know, you are uh, a circle of influence. Uh, you're, you're somebody that folks on the spectrum look up to. Um, I think a lot of our kids look at you and go, look, look at all the things that Danny has been able to do and you inspire them. So thank you so much you. for doing this and, and for getting that word out. And I'm glad that you could be with us today to talk about that. I want to yeah. wind up though, with talking about your class again and, and making sure that people know, um, if, if somebody has a child that they want to uh, sign up, what's the youngest age, Danny? Are, is it something where it's better if it's older kids? It, the youngest age I can teach is 10 years old. Okay. So for 10-year-olds and up, should they already have an interest in art or? Art in animation, which I highly recommend. Okay. I recommend uh, an experience with drawing and art is the experience, the fundamentals of drawing. Okay. We've got folks who are saying hello from Italy. Uh, somebody says they're watching from Metro Washington, DC. And Kaz says, give me so much hope. Thank you. So again, um, tell us where they need to go to, because there's the free class on Wednesday, but I want to encourage people, if you see that your kiddo likes this and, and that they're doing well in this, then you can sign up to do a private class, which would be a paid thing. But yeah. please, you know, have Danny do a one-on-one -on -one with your child. If they show that they really like this, this is a great time to be doing this kind of thing. But but start with the free class, which is on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Is that yes. correct? And that is correct. And where do they go to sign up for it again, Danny? So they, all they have to do is go to dannymationentertainment.com slash free classes. And they just have to follow the three steps, just like I mentioned earlier. Like step one, you just have to start in with your Skype account. And step right. two, you just have to fill in the registration form. And step three, download the free 21-day trial of Toon Boom Harmony Essentials. And Skype in, and then get ready to get Skyped in. Okay, so the Toon Boom, that's the software on which you show them how to use the tools and how to an animate on the Toon Boom. That is correct. Okay, so what's the website that they go to to do all the, all three of those things, register? And on Toon Boom, what I do is that I teach, I give them like a little bit of, and I give them a little bit of direction. You're, you're, you, we froze a little bit there and then you broke up, but we were still getting audio and, I, and now we've got you back video. So try that one more time, Danny. It's dannymationentertainment.com slash free classes. Okay. Um, but your website is filled with other things and people should go to the website all on its own, right? Danimation. Yes, Danimation. And I also have the link on the chat. Okay. If anybody's interested. Wonderful. Um, they're not able to see the chat, but we'll have Traven put that in the, um, the Facebook um, so that people can have that. Danimationentertainment.com. Um, and then if you want to get directly to the free classes, go to free-classes.com. Um, and you'll have access to that. What a wonderful thing, Danny! You are you are such an inspiration. I I and Nancy, I, feel free to jump in at any point here. But I guess I'm wondering, in doing all of these other things, 
What are the things that you're doing to take care of yourself during this emergency, Danny? Well, when I when there is an emergency, there is this YouTube. I just want to give a shout out to the YouTube video got mild coronavirus symptoms tips on what to do by Risa Miyamoto. If I display any mild symptoms, the best way to do is to take care of yourself at home. If but I what do you what do you do that keeps you feeling like um, like you said that you work out? What else yeah, are you I doing? I I tend to work out. I I tend to work out and. Sometimes I go for walks, but I put on some protective gear, like a mask or some gloves. Whenever I go outside and after, and, and then after I, once I get back home, all I have to do is put on hand sanitizer or wash my hands after once I get back home. And then another, another most important thing is don't touch the face, not the face. Yes, that's like the hardest thing. I'm having a hard time with that. Nancy, are you having a hard time or you're just not even worried about it? I'm not worried about it. And, you know, once again, maybe I should be, but I'm just, I am not really aware whether I'm touching my face or not, but it is a good point that we shouldn't be doing that. Um, it's time to learn not to touch our faces and to keep our hands clean. Uh, I am washing my hands frequently. That's um, a good thing. But you guys are taking far more precautions than me. This is making me think a little bit, I have to say. Okay. Um, uh, somebody wants you to know, Danny, that you're really an inspiration. Thank you. And thank you. They said thank you to us for bringing wonderful guests like you, uh, which is fabulous. Uh, somebody is writing into us from Juneau, Alaska. Um, and they say that, uh, that they're, part of their family is that somebody is right now uh, regulating and stimming in the living room. Um, and Danny, since we have you here and you're such an inspiration, I, you know, um, do you, do you participate in something that you refer to as a stim and did you when you were younger? Yes. I used to stim a lot when I was younger, like such as like walking my tippy toes or like talking to myself. Those are my stimming, but but sometimes stimming can actually feed my imagination and ideas for animation production, for story writing, for storyboards, animation, you name it. Gives That's me really interesting, Danny. I think a lot of times we need to realize that stimming can be done in a creative way. My son has a stem with water. He likes to splash water. So he's become a pretty prolific painter because what he does is he does his acrylics by, you know, dabbing and then washing in the water between colors. So it gives creative outlets for stemming. So you're saying you had creative outlets for your stemming. Yeah, like talking to myself gives me, for example, gives me the idea of how the character would act upon the scene or what they sound like. Yeah. That's a fabulous, fabulous thing. And, you know, Nancy, like maybe uh, Wyatt, uh, one of the, because he's lost a lot of the ability to go to a lot of the things that he was doing before. Maybe Wyatt is a fantastic artist, Danny. I don't know if you know this, but her son is a fantastic artist. Hey. Maybe, it, maybe now's the time for him to try animation. It could be. If, yeah. But everything is possible. You just have to, all you have to do is find something that would just makes you happy. Just keep yourself busy. And he, he paints every day, Danny. 
like every single day. I saw uh, the other day, uh, Nancy was posting that he was outside painting their fence in the backyard and it was gorgeous. Yeah, what we did was we took sidewalk chalk. He actually came up with this. He took sidewalk chalk, drew a sidewalk chalk and then took a big paintbrush and put it in water and made effects with the sidewalk, sidewalk chalk. That's really it was it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. So maybe maybe animation would would be the thing for him. Danny, how young were you when when you realized and your family realized how brilliant of an artist you were? Um, I realized how brilliant. Can you please elaborate the question again? How old were you when everybody realized that you were an artist? I was like um, I was like eleven years old. I was more oh, like fourteen. Wow. Five, um, five, five, <laughs> five. You got people. Well, you know what? The thing is, is that, you know, uh, other people in your family probably realized it at different times from when you realized it. But um, I love that your family decided they saw the talent that was there and they decided to really help you and gave you the tools so that you could do all kinds of things. When was the first time that you did animation? When is the first time that I did animation? Yeah. So, so can you ask a question again? First time? Yeah. Like when did, when was the first, cause you were drawing before what, when was the first time you actually I, animated? The first time I animated ever since I could actually pick up a pencil. When <laughs> I was little, I used to do stop motion. I used to take one picture of, I used to move my plush toys. I take one picture, then I move another one, then I take another picture and so on and so forth. And how then, did you know to do that, Danny? How did yeah, you know? How did you, did you learn? Who taught you? I don't know. I was when I was little. I <clears throat> I did not realize I was doing something like stop motion. I was moving from one image to the other, and I was I would flip those images like a flip book, and I see it moves. I was fascinated by that. Wow, Danny, so who Danny, who taught you animation? How did you progress with that? I'm actually fully self-taught ever since I've done the stop motion. I, I look at, when I look, watch movies, I look at what's an, what is animation? What's going from beginning to end? I was always fascinated, all, ever since, self-taught over these years. And then when you went off to college at Woodbury, um, you know, was that, uh, I know that you're a great student and you must love being a student, but did you learn a lot of things that then added on to what you already knew? It did. High school and college really helped me out. When I went to high school, I took a lot of art classes inside and even outside of high school. I went to the call. I went to first, I've, the first time I went to, went to classes outside of high school, was um, the Art Center College of Design where I took the Saturday high school classes and then the Armory and then Woodbury University where I met, where I met the famous Dory Littell Herrick who taught me animation principles. And, wow. and I've also taken the LMU Summer Creative Workshop where I used to work with team members. This is when, this is actually while I'm in high school, it's really feel, all this animation skills is really fueled into my brain before I actually went, before I graduated high school. Then I went to Glendale and then Woodbury. Glendale but, College in Woodbury. Uh, 
when I re I remember from the first time you were on though, it seemed like that Joey Travolta had been a big inspiration too. He's always been like a huge inspiration. And he always encouraged me to like teach animation classes ever since. I have taught animation classes like a um, couple of times in like Burbank to his, to his um, students at his workshop. And then at age 16, I started to travel around the country teaching animation to use all the autism spectrum at his film camps. And, it and now you travel the world doing that. You were in London last year teaching. Yes, it's been a huge honor. And it's been a huge honor last year. Like last year, we started the Denimation UK branch at, at the University of Plymouth. And you're, and we, we haven't talked about the fact that you're also a speaker that you, um, that if somebody wants to have you come and speak, Danny's amazing. Obviously you guys can see. Uh, and I just thought of that because somebody said that they were watching from Alaska. And I remember, I don't know whether it was last year or the year before watching you were on spring break and you were up doing a, a speech. And oh, you lost me again. Oh, sorry. I lost you. Lost but I was saying, I saw you, I saw you live on the you internet in Alaska. Sorry, are you there? Uh, now I got I'm you. still there. Okay, good. Uh, but you spoke in Alaska. That is correct. I've spoken in 2016 and 2017. That was two years straight. So, wow. and I've spoken at over eight locations in, in Juneau. Okay, in 2016, I've spoken in Juneau, Bethel, Bethel Sedona, and Anchorage. And then the next year I spoke at Fairbanks then spoke to people from from Valdez and Palmer and then Sitka. Wow. That's so you've, impressive, you've done, Danny. You've done anybody, the Alaska tour. Right. If anybody's interested in having you as a speaker, they should certainly pursue it because you're very much an inspiration to all of us. Absolutely. Well, we're winding out of time here, but Danny, thank you so much for being with us uh, today. Thank you so much for, for what you're doing for the autism community. And, and continuing to teach, I'm so in awe of the fact that you were like, well, can't do my classes here, can't do my classes there. I'm going to move them to online and I'm going to give a free class online. You are an amazing young woman. We want to Thank remind so people, much. go to danimationentertainment.com to find out more about Danny, to book her to be a speaker, to find out about the free classes, to find out about one-on-one -on -one classes that you can purchase to be able to have Danny work one-on-one -on -one with your child. I, I have seen some of the work that she helps for those individuals to be able to do. It's so inspirational. Danny, thank you so much for being with us. Thank no you, problem. Danny. My pleasure. And thank you so much for having me be in on the show. No, right. oh, we're always thrilled to have you here, Danny. Thank always. you, Danny. Such a pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, Betty. Uh, Bye-bye. Nancy and I have to stay and just finish out the show and talk about a couple of things and talk about our week next week. Yeah, uh, Shannon, you've had so much going on. Talk about an inspiration. You haven't uh, slowed down at all. You guys have been going full force over there at Autism no, Live. I have to say, you know, I, I was saying this to somebody the other day that it seems like there are different pockets of people's experiences in this COVID emergency. And there are the I, I, I genuinely feel bad for the folks who live alone and don't have kids and are totally isolated, whether they are young or middle-aged or older. I've, I've, I've talked to a couple of people re recently that are completely on their own and I, I like it just hurts my heart.
to think of what that must be like for them. Um, but then there are people who are home and, and have kiddos and one or more person in the family is working. But some for some people, I guess there were people that were calling this the, the coronation, like they were on a vacation. Um, and I, you know, I have no idea what that looks like. Um, then you have, the, there's the group of people who have special needs kids. And that is, whew, right? Um, a whole other thing. And you guys know about this, that that is, that each family has its own challenges, right? And then there are people who are continuing to work, who are leaving their home every day and going to work, our, our military I, I was uh, talking with somebody who is a, a military mom the other day that her husband is deployed and she's active duty and she has kids on the spectrum and, and she's working every day in amongst all this with her husband um, someplace else. And I just, I, I, I was like, I don't, I don't know how people like that are doing it. I mean, you, you I don't either inspired by some of these stories. I know. And, and I, you know, and people have said to me, you know, in our house, we have a microcosm of all of it because my husband is off of work largely, although he continues to do voiceover. Um, but for me, you know, my hours have increased because um, I, you know, I, I have an ability here with this format and I want to, I want to help. And I, I want to make sure that messages like Danny's message gets out. I want for, you know, for people to hear from you, Nancy, I wanted for people to hear from Temple Grandin. So my hours have increased, but I, you know, I did say the other day, I, I can't complain. I mean, I, you know, I'm locked in a house with the two people I would most want to be locked in a house with, and I still get to do my job, which I love and feel like I can at least be a messenger with something positive. So, you know, knock on wood that everybody stays healthy for me you know, I, I, you know, I do have a, a kiddo and I need to ride him a little bit like a pony to get some schoolwork done, but, um, he's pretty happy as a clam too. It's my husband. We got to keep it on because he, he's like, he, you know, I keep saying, isn't this wonderful? We get to spend so much time together. And he's like, has it been six months? Um, you know, if he could just go to a movie, he would be thrilled. It's just not the same thing to have Netflix on. I loved your video that you guys did on washing hands. <laughs> yes. That was a family project. Thank you. It was. And I encourage everybody. I have loved looking whenever I have a break to look online and to see all the creative things that people have done with their phones and, you know, all, all the ways that people have twisted songs. We took the let's do the time warp and said, let's wash our hands again. And, um, you know, what was great was that um, my son shot the whole thing and right. edited the whole thing. And and Jim and I wrote the words together and sang the song together. Jim didn't want to have any part of performing it. He was like, no, no, I will be the director. I'm going to be the editor. I'm going to be the camera. I'm going to be the DP, the whole thing. And, and that was sort of fun. I had been pestering him because we still are taking walks around the neighborhood, Nancy. So we do get yeah. out of the house. Good. But um, we're walking the dog. Got to walk the dog because um, we got a big dog. She needs the exercise. And on one of the walks, uh, you know, my son's um, in a film class right now at school and they're not, it's an elective and they're not really focusing on the electives. Um, they're focusing on the core classes. And, and I said to him, I said, you know, you, sh you, you are 
you are locked in a house with two people who are performers and your dad's a brilliant actor and I've done a little bit of acting. And I was like, you, you sh we should shoot a movie. We should shoot a movie. But then we started with Let's Wash Our Hands. So, but I, who knows what else we're going to come up with. Um, and I yeah, encourage everybody to- more. You might have well, your own studio at some point, like a little uh, group of actors and creative well, people there with Jim. I will tell you, we're not inviting anybody into our house, but um, we we have with a group of friends started a play reading series. So tomorrow night, and I, I have nothing to do with this. This is my husband and all of his friends. Tomorrow night, they're doing a reading on Zoom of Inherit the Wind. Oh. And so that's what they have found to do to keep their creative juices. And everybody will be like this in this box and they will read the play, which I just think is brilliant. Um, and, you know, it's a way, but everybody has to find their own thing to do. And I look at that fence that Wyatt was painting yesterday, Nancy, and I would love to see some video on that. Like once it's done, that's an art installation right there. Right, right. I'll, I'll make sure I record it. And it's, it's super fabulous. Um, I just want to say, we had a couple of comments here. Um, but, 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 but my, my, I think her little uses his scripts behavior and uses it for functional to communicate sometimes. Cause Danny was talking about talking to herself and, 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 you know, we all do those things. And if they help us, there's, there's nothing at all wrong with it. I, I hate it when people think that all stims are bad. Well, that, how can that possibly be? We all stim and we do it to help ourselves. It is only, stimming is only a problem when it's all somebody can do and it prevents them from being able to do other things that are important to them or important to their safety and their education. That, and then we don't wanna get rid of it. We just wanna morph it into something that is more functional. And, and I think that Wyatt is actually one of the best examples of that that I can think of, Nancy, that you mentioned that he likes to splash. But I have seen that he, through the, what you've done and what your husband did with him and what his therapist did with him, that he takes that and puts it into when he's painting, that he cleans the brushes and, and he, he paints beautiful pictures. You named him right. Wyatt is the name of a great painter. Um, uh -huh. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, so in any case, yes, the stimming thing. Please don't think always negative with that. We have yeah, people try to think of ways you use it. Uh, for the example, Logan Shepard, who used his stimming to become a an amazing drummer. Drummer. Right? Yep, 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 yep. So it all it all works out. Uh, my son used to make a lot of noises. He engaged in stereotypy. Um, and he doesn't do that. And, well, he does occasionally if he gets really stressed, but he had such a range. And so he does all these voices now that uh, I love when we're someplace he, like I can say to him, do the robot voice. And he does the robot voice. Like he's going to be a great voiceover person because of that, right. because he's used to making all these noises. So super fun. We're past so, time. We're what am I time. doing? Tell us what's on the show. What you've oh got my gosh. coming up. Okay. So on Monday, um, we have back, and of course I'm going to forget her name. It's, it's Lillian, uh, but is it Carrion? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm having a senior moment. Uh, Traven, if you can help me, help me. But um, okay, there's the show, Every, Everything's Gonna Be Okay, which I absolutely love. The whole first season is available. You can watch it on Hulu. It was on uh, Freeform. 
Woo, good show. It's one of those things, Trayvon and I talk about it, that you know we have to watch it like this, like because it's so, there's so many controversial things and it is so politically not correct, um, but it is absolutely amazing. Amazing. But I just can't remember Lillian's last name, Traven. I know that we're having Lillian on a Monday, but I can't remember her last name. Uh, then I, so, but I'll come back to that because I cannot remember her na- last name and she'll forgive me. But she is the, she's on the show. Um, she's the, the character that has the animal support dog and that is actually her animal support dog, that uh, Luke, that is um, on the show with her. And um, she plays the best friend um, to the, the, the main character that is on the spectrum. And they actually have a love interaction together that is absolutely one of those sweetest, beautiful things I've ever seen on television. You got to check it out. She's going to be with us on Monday. On Tuesday, we have Matt Asner and Nava Paskowitz, which if, if you haven't tuned in to what the Ed Asner Family Center is doing during this COVID emergency, you must go over there and see. They're doing online classes. Most of them are free. They had a disco dance last night, which I wanted to go to so badly, but I was doing an event with uh, Dr. Grandin last night, so I didn't get to go and dance with them. But they have all these ongoing things. It is so amazing, you guys. So check uh, check them out on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we have Ask Dr. Doreen with Dr. Doreen Grandpichet. On Thursday, we're doing a very special episode, the whole hour, with uh, special education attorney Bonnie Yates. She's going to be getting us ready first for IEPs, but there's a lot going on right now. Um, there's a lot happening with the stimulus bill. There was something that was put in there that gave Betsy DeVos, our secretary of education, 30 days to tell schools what they had to do for our kids for IEPs. It's going to blow the roof off, you guys. I don't know what's going to happen. Bonnie's going to be here to talk with us and share with us what's happening with that. And then on Friday, we are are back here. And I don't think I've even told you this, Nancy, but our whole hour, we're not even going to do in the news. Nancy and I have Julie Matthews from Nourishing Hope with us. And I we're love talk about, Julie Matthews. She don't has we? such phenomenal advice on nutrition for our kiddos, really ways to heal through nutrition. And she yes. has been at this for many, many years and just as yes. well of knowledge. Well, and she's got a big seminar that's coming up in, a, in another week, um, um, uh, like a week and a half, I think it's the 18th of April, and that's just about nutrition and about this period in time, because it's so hard right now getting groceries, but we still need to be making the best pod- possible um, food choices for our kiddos, and she is going to tell us the three things that we need to be doing right now to keep our kids healthy. Um, and that we don't lose the work that we had dietary. And for some of you, it might be like the first time that you're hearing the dietary things that she's talking about, but she is amazing. We're going to do that whole hour with her next Friday. And it's Lillian Carrier. That's what I couldn't think what her last name was. Lillian Carrier from Everything's Going to Be Okay is going to be with us. And likely her support dog will be with us as well. And that will be super fabulous. Um, so I think it's a bang up week. We're really going to spend some time with people excuse me, um, and give them longer times for interviews um, because we, we feel like that that's in service of what they're doing and to help you guys so it's not all this craziness. But really excited about every day next week and, yeah, and what we're going to be able to bring. 
It is a very big week. And I can't even believe I forgot this part of it, that in addition to this hour that we do on Autism Live, we're adding an hour next week, every day. So every day um, we'll do the show at 10 Pacific time. And then at two Pacific time, we're going to do an additional hour that hour because it's, it's card spirit week next week. And this is a week where we celebrate all the individuals who uh, there's, there used to be a thing on the wall that said, we welcome you to a community of people who have decided that easy will no longer suffice. And that is what it means to be a card and to be what they call a cardian. And um, so we're going to be doing a special hour each day next week at two o'clock with Dr. Grampy where we are going to highlight some of the heroes at card. Some of the people like the therapists that are going to Nancy's house. Right. They're out there fearlessly working for our kids. My hat is off to them that that in this time they're continuing their work. And there's so many terrific people at card that have really forged the trail in ABA therapy and, and that may, and that are continuing to make a difference every single day with the families who need them, whether it's through that direct one-on-one in the home or through telehealth and creating new ways to do that telehealth. So every day next week, we're going to be celebrating them. I will give you a hint that it uh, as Card Spirit Week happens during the week that it is Dr. Grampy Shea's birthday. It is her birthday a week from today. So we encourage you, those of you who love Dr. Grampy Shea's especially on Wednesday, uh, be writing in your birthday messages to her and I will read them all because it will make me happy. Um, cause, uh, she really did an amazing thing in creating card. I know it helped our kiddo and, and I know Nancy that they've been a huge help to you. Absolutely. So that's next week. We've gone well over now. I got to, I got things I got to do and I know you do too. Okay. Nancy, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Shannon. Uh, We thank our guest, Danny Bowman, and I'm going to be back here on Monday with Lillian from Everything's Going to Be Okay. I just want to encourage you, go watch it. You might have to watch like this because you'll be like, oh, I can't believe that just happened. (laughs) That is, you will make that face, Um, but it is, it is hilarious and wonderful and heartwarming. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Uh, So we'll be here with uh, Lillian then until then. Give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.